0: Welcome to the Brain Coffee Podcast, where doctors Eric Luthard and Albert Kim unlock life's little mysteries about health, wellness, entertainment, technology, and how the brain makes sense of it all. Sit back, relax, and open up your mind.
1: Hey, how are you? Not bad. Good. Once again, a good kolache. Yeah, kolaches (laughs) are quite good here. Hope we're allowed to say that. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I think so. But they are really good. I know they are really good. Have you been keeping track of the news recently? You're talking about the uh, the shootings and things like that.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I think what's interesting is even though kind of we see that quite literally on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, at least a few times a week. When you see it in the news, it still you know it it affects schools. It still kind of affects you kind of emotionally on on a deeper level. On a day-to-day basis, you know, when when I'm on call, you know, somebody comes in who's shot in the head.
1: Right. I mean, just last week we had to deal with a a young guy. who is the recipient of, you know, I guess maybe a bad discussion or some argument or something right. like that, and yeah, it's, it's pretty dramatic. To me
0: it seems that, you know, whereas these events, you know, are absolutely emotionally devastating because they're affecting children, uh, the, the fact that they happen every day in every city, you know, is really quite incredible. You yeah, know, that, that, right. You know, when we think about that relative to kind of, you know, diseases or anything else, it is, it truly is an epidemic.
1: Yeah, it's a very frequent event, and actually, you know, I would probably argue that we don't hear about a lot of the times that we see it on news. That's the right. Nurse,
0: it's the tip of the iceberg, right? because yeah. the people who get shot and then don't make it to the hospital, right? right there's there's a large percentage of, the, of them as well.
1: Exactly.
0: Because one of the questions I always ask myself, is it was interesting, you brought up the, the whole kind of you know, issue of, you was the recipient of a bad conversation, <laughs> yeah. like, meaning what goes on in somebody's head when they kind of, you know, pass some threshold that where they decide to use, you know, you know, kind of violent force against another human being. So you're know? talking
1: about like extremes of normal emotion or are you talking about sociopaths? That's a good question.
0: So, for instance, somebody has such a, you know, emotionally, you know, kind of violent reaction that they respond in force beyond what is, you know, reasonable. Meaning that, you know, you get so angry you decide to shoot somebody. Right, right. You know, but even there, like, you know, where are your neural circuits breaking down to say, you know what? The fact that he, you know, cut me off in, in traffic doesn't warrant, you know. <laughs> exactly. Where does it you know, in somebody, right? Just the, reasonable
1: anger turn to like crime? of passion turn to so kind of, you know, something more extreme? Devastating than that. violence. Right. And uh,
0: you're kind of really pointing to something very different, hmm. um, which perhaps is more involved in kind of you know organized crime. It is when you know it's a very calculated. Uh, measured effort, right, meaning, right. That, you know, again, this idea of, you know, somebody's behaving like a
1: psychopath
0: or a right. sociopath, and clearly there is a neuroscience behind that.
1: Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. The emotions are quite different in that case. It's not right. these extremes of passion, necessarily. They're actually... It's probably, quite the suppression of it. Exactly. You know? They're dampened.
0: Right. For instance, people have done functional imaging on uh, uh, you know, people in prison, you know, who, are kind of de- who, who rank high on psychopath, you know, assessments. Right, right. They have a number of, you know... Uh, areas of the brain that are notably different from a normal brain. Their amygdala, again, the the seat of emotion is smaller, Mm. and so they're not processing their emotions as much. And the neural circuits that connect to the amygdala, uh, these kind of basal frontal lobe areas, which are associated with emotional processing and inhibition, are reduced. So basically, the thinking is that they have less ability to inhibit themselves, Mm -hmm. they have less emotions associated with their behavior. Ie less remorse. If they want something or want to do something, they have less inhibitions about kind of the social norms. Right. Uh-huh. So they lack like empathy. Really. That's exactly it.
1: That's exactly. And it. Uh, and then couple that with they have normal remorse. They can do things in a calculated way. Part of that reduced inhibition
0: is they don't think through the consequences as well. Kind of that's also frontal,
1: right? You know, right, they right. they
0: don't see that like, hey, look, you know, if I'm of you know, kind of this gang and decide to shoot somebody that I may get caught right. and I may go to jail for this. Like, there's, there's also kind of a reduced sense of consequences.
1: Right. Wonder if they can play chess. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe right. right. Or not. Or not. Maybe not. Right. right. They'll,
0: they'll just constantly go for the quick kill, but in right. the long run, we'll lose the game.
1: Yeah. So that's interesting. So we have all this functional imaging. And, you know, It's been all over the news and scientific publication, things like that. I mean, I don't want to be fatalistic about it, but can you predict who's going to be this way before they get to prison? People have talked
0: about that. There's a couple interesting, I think, features to this. Is that one, just on a pure legal level, uh, increasingly, people are starting to use the legal argument, don't blame me, my brain did it right you know like you know i've got some abnormalities in my brain and that's responsible for this criminal action invalidating my culpability right, right you right. know and that gets at this fatalistic idea but also i remember some you know kind of studies about this where basically they've done imaging on you know baseline brain activity mm-hmm. and based on kind of their, their network behavior it can predict lifetime success for instance if you had imaging of somebody you know early on in life maybe as a child or even Youth that could you predict that they have you know predispositions towards psychopath or sociopath type of behaviors or on the other end of the spectrum that this is a person really geared for success
1: high end executive yeah, exactly. or something like that right right, right. Like, that's and, interesting
0: and which may I mean interestingly may kind of start to separate out you know kind of nature versus nurture right and, right uh, right I don't know this is an old movie I don't know if you remember it. do you remember Gattaca yeah yeah you know it's and that was movie. a really yeah that was a great science fiction uh, movie where basically. Everybody was assessed by their, you know, kind of their genome and their, their, their probability for success and where they should be in society based on their genome. As people started to fake their genomes, right? And the, right. it gets at this, don't blame me, my brain did it. Like, but, you know, like how much does your brain's architecture determine kind of you know, who you'll be and what you'll be?
1: Aside from certain well-known diseases where, you know, one gene, it's mutated, you get the disease. Right. A lot of things are like 25 to 50 percent genetic. Right. And then 50 to 75% environmental, you know? That's right, that's right.
0: You know, the environment affects your epigenome, you know, right, and that right. t- turns genes on and off. But I think similarly, like, the br- I, I guess that the reason not to be fatalistic about it is that the brain is an incredibly plastic organ, right. especially in youth, where basically you can train your brain up just as you can train your body up to do impressive things or impressively bad things, right? You know?
1: Yeah, no, no, that's interesting. I mean, that argument comes up with video games, right? Right. And sociopathy basically playing a lot of
0: video games.
1: Violent, you know, okay. uh, point of view shooter games. Right, right.
0: It just kind of, essentially kind of gears your brain up to do that type of behavior. Exactly.
1: It makes you numb to it and makes you more likely to do it. I mean, I played a lot of video games as a kid. Right. Not necessarily <laughs> shooters, it's more like space invaders. But coming from that background, I kind of cringe whenever I hear that, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of along the same vein as saying, you know, Hollywood movies are making us violent or something like that. I personally cringe against that. Right, right, uh, right. I don't know, what do, you, what do you think about that?
0: I have mixed feelings. I mean, I think that this idea of normalizing certain types of behaviors mm-hmm. is to me of concern. Like for instance, part of the way we have empathy is that our emotions are involved. And if you reduce your emotional response to kind of bad behavior towards other humans,
1: I do worry that it leads to higher tolerance of uh, uh, violent behavior. You know, my kid's 11. I don't want her to watch an R-rated movie. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, at the very least, she's not going to be able to sleep after that, and that's right. just going to cause all sorts of misery in home, right? <laughs> right, right? Right, I mean, that, at one level. But I mean, do I think that she's more likely to be violent because she watches? it? I don't know. I really think it's the context. It's how you grew up and how your parents were. Yeah, it's and- the whole, yeah, I, I
0: agree. Like, movies alone probably are, you know, will, will, in isolation, probably not do it, but probably the culture and the uh, environment in the home that leads to kind of, for instance, like a, a child excessively doing it probably mm-hmm. is indicative of kind of other you know failings that are going on meaning like, like let's say the kids playing you know kind of video games 5 hours a day in first person shooters it could be that perhaps he's not as well connected in socially and emotionally to his family and a oh, larger oh that's an interesting idea you know idea. what i mean so that it's, it's, a bi- it's
1: a biomarker for it's other it's a
0: biomarker for other, other issues other situations that's yeah. right that's right so for instance if you're playing 5 hours yes you're you're playing you know first person shooters and yes that may reduce your empathy towards violent behavior but that also may be indicative you're not. You're not
1: communicating with your parents, talking about right and wrong. Uh, you necessarily. You're not having a good emotional
0: oh, connection to exactly. your parents and feeling safe and well loved. Right. And perhaps you have reduced, you know, kind of friendship structure. So again, it may be a biomarker, as you said. That's yeah, a really well described.